Father, we thank you for a time in your presence. Speak to us, O oh God. Confirm your word with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and giftings of your spirit. Oh God, let your power be revealed in our lives. Lord, do wonders in our midst. Let the seed of your word that is planted in our hearts bring forth fruit, even a hundredfold. In Jesus' name have we prayed, and all the saints shall say, Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering as you take your seats. Amen. Tell the person next to you that get ready for something great. If you are watching online, I want you to know that I want you to also get ready for something great. God is going to speak to you. Amen. And I believe that the word of God that is going to come in is going to change you. It's going to transform you in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to shout a big amen. amen. In this month of September, our theme for the month of September is striving for mastery striving for mastery. I want you to tell the person next to you, I am striving for mastery. Hallelujah. Let's read our scripture, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24. It says that, um, right, using the King James translation, it says that, know you know that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And verse 25 says that, and every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. And he says that I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Last week we started a series on striving for mastery. The Lord taught us a number of things last week and we, we looked at this scripture and we learned that we must be temperate in all things. We learned that we must refuse to be mediocre. We must refuse to be average. We must refuse to be ordinary. Amen. Amen. I pray for you that you shall not be average in Jesus' name. I declare to you that you shall not be ordinary in the name of Jesus. May you strive to be extraordinary. May you strive to be different in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. As a person, you are you different or you are ordinary? May you not be ordinary in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So that's what we shared last week. And I believe, how many of you were blessed last week? I, I want to encourage you to continue listening to the message and um, to continue working with the message. Amen. Today we are going further. Tell the person, you, we are going further. One of the things I want to share with you is that in this life, do not be expecting help from other people. Every other person is dealing with challenges and difficulties they de themselves. How many of you know that? You know, the, the, the boss that you are looking to, the manager that you are looking up to, the parent that you are looking up to, that brother, that uncle outside the country that you are depending on, do you know that they are also dealing with challenges? Do you realize that they also have difficulties? Even the pastor you are looking up to, he has difficulties and challenges he's dealing with. Everybody has difficulties and challenges they are dealing with. And so you must decide, decide that, no, I'm going to make a difference in my life. I'm going to make my life count. I'm going to make a difference with my life. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Once you have God, you'll be able to make a difference with your life. Amen. Once you have God and once God has given you life, you'll be able to turn around your story. You'll be able to bring about changes in your life. I'm saying this so that we take responsibility for our lives. A lot of people have not yet come to that place where they, they decide to take responsibility for their lives. But I want to encourage you,
take responsibility for your life. You are the determinant of the outcome of your life. Whether you succeed or you fail primarily depends upon you. Do you know that it doesn't, it doesn't so much depend on God. It doesn't so much depend on Satan. It doesn't so much depend on your relatives. It doesn't so much depend on the nation and the economy. How come that in the country called Ghana, that some people say that the, uh, the, the economy is bad. How come that people are prospering in that same country? And do you know that in America also, there are people who are poor in America? Yeah. You know, one day there was a certain, uh, one day, I, I can't tell you a true story. Uh, it's a true story. One day, a certain gentleman, a certain a traveler, he entered a particular city or a particular community. And as he entered, he met a farmer. You know, he met a farmer and he asked the farmer that, ah, Sir, I understand that this community, there are a lot of wicked people in this community. There are a lot of poor people. There's a lot of poverty crisis in this community. The farmer was busy doing what he was doing. He stopped. He looked at the man and he was like, yes, that is true. And then he continued with his work. Then another person also came to that same community. And as he was passing through the community, he, he saw the farmer and he stopped the farmer. And he said to the farmer, sir, I learned that in this community, there are a lot of prosperous people. There are a lot of rich people. There's a community that in, when somebody comes to this community, the person will succeed. Is it true? And then the farmer lifted up his head from his work, the work he was doing, plowing the field. He looked at the man and he said, yes, that is true. And he continued his work. The farmer, as the farmer. What is the lesson? The lesson from that is that how you see life is how life will be to you. If you see life as difficult, my brother, my sister, life will be difficult. If you see life as prosperous, if you see life as well-meaning, if you see life as good, my brother, my sister, life will be good to you. There's a song that I love so much. It's a good life. I've been living this kind of life. It's a good life life it's a sweet life <laughs> it's a good life may you live the good life in jesus name i prophesy to you are living the good life in jesus name hallelujah let us go into our scripture for 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 today and i believe that you are going to be blessed tell the parents to get ready to be blessed tap your chest and, and declare to yourself i'm going to be blessed matthew 25 from verse 14 um, can I, let me use the New Living Translation. Matthew 25 verse 40. The Bible said that this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Somebody say money. Verse 15. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver, he dug a hole in the ground and, sorry, and hid the master's money. Verse 19. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. Somebody said there will always be a day of reckoning. There will always be a day of accountability. Verse 20, the servant to whom he had, give, he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward. You know, he said, he came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. 
and I've earned five more. You know, he said that he came for it. Have you realized that if like, if there's, uh, you are in a class and you have done your project, you go forward boldly. <laughs> if you have done your assignment, you go forward with me. That's how the man, he, he came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I've earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let us celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest and I've earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. Can you imagine a servant talking to his boss like that? No, just look at it to a servant talking to his boss and boss, his guest goes like, Sir, you are a very hard man. Can you tell your boss like that? A very hard man. Hmm. Verse 25, he said, he said he was afraid he would lose I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Then look at what he said. Verse 25. He said, look, here's your money back. Look, this is this what in three, this what, this what he said. Something passed. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? Because, you see, he was insulting the, the master already in his head and my said, you are a hard man, you are a wicked man. You, you, don't, you, you harvest, how can you tell your master that? You harvest where you did not sow. Oh. <clears throat> and then he said, look, here's your money. And he said it in his head. <laughs> what a servant. Now, the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver. Verse 29, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Verse 30. Now, look at verse 30. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the word of God? Brothers and sisters, this is an important scripture. It's a powerful lesson that God has given us, particularly for, for us in this month of striving for mastery. In this month where God wants us to push ourselves, move ourselves. God wants us to be temperate. God wants us to be disciplined to move to our next level. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? The level you are in, you have remained at that level for a long time. You have to move to your next level. You have to move to your next level in every area of your life. In your prayer life, you have to move to your next level. In your fasting life, you have to move to your next level. In prosperity, you have to move to your next level. In your level of income, you have to move to your next level. Maybe somebody has been earning 2,000 Ghana cities. Can I tell you something? In this season, strive to move to 4,000 Ghana. Strive to move to 6,000 Ghana. 8,000 Ghana cities. 10,000 Ghana cities. 20,000 Ghana cities. Somebody, all the contracts you have been getting, you get contracts, they say, oh, this is worth 1,000 Ghana, it's worth 1,500, worth 2,000. Can I tell you something? Do you know that you can get contracts that are worth 50,000 Ghana cities? Yes. 
So you have to move to your next level. But before you can move to your next level, you must strive for mastery. Someone say, I'm striving for mastery. Now, in this account, I, I hope you are with me. I, I'm warming up. Amen. <laughs> in this account, the Bible tells us that this man, this master, he gave to somebody $5,000. He gave to another person $2,000. He gave to another person $1,000. I want to focus, first of all, on the person that was given the one talent or the $1,000 or whatever you'd call it. You know, this is a very interesting person. He's a very interesting servant. And unfortunately, he represents a lot of people. He represents a lot of people. His lifestyle, the guy was given one talent and he buried that one talent. And when the master came, he told the master that you are a hard and wicked man. Can I tell you something? You may be laughing at the person, criticize the person, but as I'm preaching the message, you realize that you are like that person. Oh God. May the Lord deliver us in the name of Jesus. He received one talent and he went to bury it. You know why he went to bury it? One of the reasons why he went to bury it was because, he, you know, he was angry with his master because, you know, he saw his master give somebody five. He saw his master give somebody two. And then he saw his master come and give him one. So before the master even left, and already he was angry. He was angry because he was comparing himself to other people. He saw the master giving somebody five, the master giving somebody two, and the master came to give him one. And he was like, ah, but why has master given me one talent? When he has given this person five talents and he has given this other person two talents, why did has the master given me one talent? And that is the behavior with, with a lot of us that sometimes we compare ourselves with other people. We look at what God has given somebody. We look at what somebody has and we begin to feel like ah, God has not been fair with us. God has not been generous with us. God is, we feel like God has cheated us. And there are a lot of people that are angry with God because they feel like God has cheated them. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. God has not cheated you. Can I tell you something? The person that received the five talents, you know someone received five, someone received two. Can I tell you something? The person that received five, the person that received two, let me tell you something. They all started with one. They initially started with one and they pushed and it became two and then they pushed and it became five and eventually you realize that the person who had five he now moved to ten everybody in this life has been given equal opportunities each and every one of us have been given equal opportunities the problem is that we compare ourselves with others we compare ourselves with what other people have we compare ourselves with that oh some people go like oh they wish they had been born in Buckingham Palace if they have been born in Buckingham Palace, if they were of the royal family, their story will be different. <laughs> and, so, and so because of that comparison, do you know what they do? They despise what they have. They despise the little that they have. But I want you to know something, that in this life, everything first of all starts small. All of you that you are over here, I can see you, you are looking grown, you are looking wonderful, you are looking beautiful, you are looking handsome. Do you know that all of you over here, when you came out of your mother's womb, you were a baby. You were not this size when you came out of your mother's womb. As a person, were you this size when you came out of your mother's womb? No. You even started as a clot of blood. You started as a sperm cell, as a sperm cell. You started as a sperm cell and you the sperm cells swam and swam and swam and went to fertilize the egg in your mother's womb. 
Isn't it? So you were small. You, you had to, if we were to look at the sperm fertilizer in the egg, we can't see it with our naked eye. We have to use a microscope. But right now, we don't need a microscope to look at you. You have become very big. But you started small. What does that teach us? That teaches us, listen, when you see people prosperous, when you see people rich, when you see people successful, a lot of, can I tell you something? Behind the glory is a story. Behind every glory is a story. A lot of people want the glory without the story. But let me tell you something. Every glorious person, every successful person, every great person in the kingdom has a story. A story of diligence, a story of hard work, a story of sacrifice. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to pay the price for greatness? Greatness has a price. It's a price of sacrifice. It's a price of diligence. It's a price of hard work. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Receive the grace to pay the price. Receive the grace to strive for mastery. Amen. So this man, he had something small. He felt that he had something small. He was given one talent. And so you know what he did? He despised the one talent. Let me tell you something. As we are all here, some of us may feel like we have a handicap. Some of us may feel like we are disadvantaged. And indeed, it is true. If you look at your life, it may be like you are disadvantaged. It may be like you had no father or mother to take care of you. It may be like you didn't have an uncle to sponsor you to the, to, for vacation to the U.S. When you were in school, during vacation, while some of your mates were going to the U.S., you were going to the farm. So you may, you, may, you may be looking at it as a disadvantage. But can I tell you, brothers and sisters, anything that is in your life that even looks as a disadvantage, if you can think and you can thank God for it, you see that you turn it into an advantage for yourself. It can turn into an advantage for yourself. Brothers and sisters, somebody may be telling himself or herself that he or she is ugly, he or she is not beautiful. Can I tell you something? Do you know that with, with your... With your ugly sorry not you i'm just saying do you know that with your ugliness you can make money with it yes. have you seen people who are ugly and are making money yes. you have seen people who are ugly and they are making money so why are you complaining that you are you are you are not beautiful when with that face that of yours no you can use it to make money you know, once in a while I come across a certain skit on Facebook, there's some, there, are, there are three people. One of them is a dwarf. It's, it's some comedy. One of them is a dwarf and they'll be acting and doing some things. And I, and I check the views. I check the views. Hey, I, I saw 30 million views. Somebody who is a dwarf and is just joking, joking, 30 million views. I look at it and say, hey, me that I'm preaching the word of God, I'm yet to get 30 million views. Somebody who is a dwarf and the person is joking. Let's say has 30 million views. So you are telling yourself that you are short. And so because you are short, you are disadvantaged. Because you are short, you are, you are handicapped. Brothers and sisters, you can, make, you can make money out of, you can prosper out of that situation. You are looking down on that situation, that is why. You are looking down, you, are, you see, can, can, I, can I preach to you? The, the handicap that you have, you are not looking at it with the right perspective. If you begin to look at it with the right perspective, you realize that it is a blessing. And you begin to thank God for it. Hallelujah.
let me read this scripture for you from the same place it says that verse 29 read king james for me verse 29 it says that for for unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he had brothers and sisters this is a principle of life this is a principle of life and you must make sure that you let this principle work for you the bible is saying that and, and you know it may look like it's unfair but it is true what is he saying this is this is jesus speaking this is my jesus and your jesus speaking and jesus is telling you something that is mysterious that ah, there's a certain principle in life the person who has a lot the person will get more and the person who has little even the little the person has will be taken away from you. Do you know that is a true principle? Why do you, have you not realized that those who are rich are getting richer and those who are poor are getting poorer? Have you not realized that those who are, those who are getting contracts, they are getting more contracts and the person that is not getting any contract, even the little contract the person has the per, is, 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 is going away. The person who is, have you not realized that the person who wins awards in school, the person keeps on winning more awards. But the person who is not even winning an award, the person who is, the person who is getting 40, 40, 40. You realize that the next semester, the person will trail. <laughs> and very soon, they will say that they want to sack the person from the school. First, you realize that the headmaster will call the person and say, hey, my boy, if you don't learn, the person will sack you from the school. But, but can I tell you something? Do you, know, do you know this scripture? I want you to see this scripture in a certain light. That it is actually a matter of perspective. Jesus is saying that the person who has more, the person who has much, more will be given to the person. And the person who has little, even the little that he has will be taken away from him. Let me tell you something. It is actually an issue of perspective. Tell the person to you, it's an issue of perspective. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, whatever you have, whatever you, let me show you something. When we're reading the scripture, he says something. He said that, let's use the NLT. He said, um, verse 23, the master said, using the NLT, the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small what amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. That's what the master said to the one who he gave five and two. He told them that it is a small amount I give you. <laughs> so to the master, it was a small amount. What am I trying to teach you? What I'm saying is that whatever you have, eh, it's a matter of your perspective. There are some people, when they have something, they see it as a lot. So when you have something and you see it as a lot, my brother, my sister, it will become a lot and you will get more. On the contrary, there are some people, what they have, they see it as little. Their perspective is that it is little. Can I tell you something? When you see it as little, it will become little to you and even that little will be taken away. So it is, it is not, it's not that what the person has is plenty or not to. It's a matter of how you are seeing what you have. How are you seeing what you have? The way you are seeing what you have is how it will be to you. There's somebody that the person sees himself as a great person. Can I tell you something? When he sees, when you see yourself as a great person, you become great and become greater. There's another, another person, he sees himself as impoverished. He sees himself as poor. Can I tell you something? The person who sees himself as poor, he will become poorer. 
It's all a matter of how you see yourself. It's all a matter of how you see what God has given you. Maybe you are working right now. Can I tell you something? If you are working, you don't have a car, you are working. If you are, do you see yourself as prosperous or you see yourself as poor? Some people, because they are working, they see themselves as poor. Let me tell you something. The person who is working and sees himself as poor, you, you know how the person will be behaving. The person, when the person is working by the roadside, oh, but why has God not been fair with me? And the, so the person not concentrate. Why has God not been fair with me? Look at how the sun is hot. God is making me work. All these years I've been working, no car, don't have a car. Then the person is complaining, complaining, complaining. Do what will happen to the person. Because the person is complaining like that, you realize the person will be asking money. A car will come and hit the person. The person's leg will break. Now the person can't work again. <laughs> ah, what am I? Is it not true? Now the person can work again. Now the person is crippled. So even the working that the person was working, now it has been taken away from the person. Now the person is crippled. But let me tell you something. When somebody is working by the roadside and the person is excited, Father, thank you. Thank you for the strength. Thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed. Thank you that I'm prosperous in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that my life is glorious. Thank you that I'm loaded. Do you know that by, by having that mindset, the person will be smiling. As the person is smiling, somebody will be driving his Range Rover. He sees someone walking by the roadside and smiling. He says, "Stop the car!" He says, "Oh, young man, young lady, where are you going to?" "Oh, I'm just, I'm just walking to this place. I like the way you are smiling. You are cheerful. You know, sit in my car. Then you sit in the air conditioned car. Then as you are going, then a man will ask you, "So, what do you do? What do you do?" He says, "Oh, I'm saying currently I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for a job." And he says, "Oh, I have a, I have a, I have a factory. I want you to come and work in my factory. I like the way you are cheerful." I, I want you to become the administrator of my factory. Come on. And the person gets the job. Then when the person becomes the administrator, the person is now given a car. So the person has moved from working to driving the car. All as because of perspective. Because of mindset. There are some people that, you know, their voice, they think their voice is not nice. So because they think their voice is not nice, they have buried it. No. You must value what you have. Amen. Some people think that they are not gifted. Some people think that they are not skilled. And that is why this person who had the one talent, he went to bury it. There are a lot of people who have buried what they have. Why have they buried what they have? They've buried what they have because they have despised it. Because they have thought that it was small. But you realize that when you journey in life, you, have you ever come across somebody who it looks like, ah, you were better than the person. But the person is achieving more than you. You know why the person didn't despise what he or she had. That's why last week I was telling you about Dr. Yue. His English may not be good. His appearance, he may not be handsome like that. But he's maximizing what he has. He has not this. Some of you, you are hands, more handsome. You know how to speak blur. But you have buried it. All the blur that you can speak. What are you doing with the blur? You have buried it. All the handsomeness. And the beautifulness. Wow. Tell you pretty lady. Handsome guy. <laughs> and the other person, what are you doing with it? <laughs> Hallelujah. So this guy that had the one talent is like a lot of a lot of people. They they despise what they have. First of all, they they, they complain that what they have been given is small. I want to encourage you after this message. Don't complain again that what you have been given is small. 
because it's a matter of perspective have you ever complained that a seed is small a seed is small but do you know that a forest can come out of that seed i always talk about tete kwashi he came to ghana with one cocoa seed a cocoa seed small but that small cocoa seed has has brought about uh, Ghana being one of the largest producers of cocoa in the whole world. Isn't it? Do you know he could have despised that cocoa seed? And brother and sister, that is, you see, but he was faithful with that. And that's why the Bible says that be faithful in little. He was faithful with that cocoa seed. And he didn't, you know, you know if, 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 if right now I, I come to you and I tell you that um, God has sent me if, if right now I come to you and I tell that God has sent me to bless you, I'm coming to give you a lot of money. God has sent me and then, and then you two are happy. As I'm saying, I'm coming to give you a lot of money. Do you know what you are thinking right now? You'll be thinking that, wow, he's come to give me money that will pay my debts. He's coming to give me money that will pay my rent. He's coming to give me money that I used to pay my school fees. Maybe he'll even give me money that I can use to buy a house. Maybe he'll give me money that I can. If he's sent from God, he'll give me money that I can use to buy Range Rover Sport. I can use to buy a house at Trasaku. So that's how that's how a lot of people will be thinking. I'm sent from God to give you money to bless you. And then you are there waiting for the money to come. <laughs> and then I put my hand in my pocket and I bring out a seed. <laughs> I bring out a seed. Do you know that some people, someone who can insult me? <laughs> Do you know that somebody could slap me? Do you know somebody can say that I've wasted his time? Someone can say that, why have I raised his hopes? I bring out one cocoa seed. Receive it, Jesus. Say. Receive it, the name of Jesus. So somebody can despise it. But can I tell you something? Yeah. That one cocoa seed. You see, the person is despising it, but that one cocoa seed can become a plantation. It can, and that one cocoa has changed the economy of Ghana. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your parents, don't despise what you have. Don't despise the little that you have. Don't bury the little that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 26. Look at what he said. Look at how the master answered him. The master replied, you wicked and lazy servants. Can I tell you something? Anytime you despise what God has given you, you are a wicked person. Anytime you bury what God has given you, you are a wicked person. Anytime you don't use what God has given you, you are a wicked person. Do you know why you are a wicked person? You are a wicked person because somebody can be benefit from what God has given you. Somebody can be blessed by what God has given you. Even if it is small, somebody can profit from what God has given you. Do you realize that sometimes all somebody needs is a smile? Your smile can be a source of encouragement to somebody. But because you didn't smile, the person was not encouraged. Don't be a wicked person. Tell parents, don't be a wicked person. Don't despise the little that God has given you. Hallelujah. And so the master told him, the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. You wicked and lazy servant. May you not be wicked in Jesus' name. 
And may you also not be lazy in Jesus' name. You know why if I, if I come and I say that, oh, God has sent me to come and bless you, to give you money, and I bring out the cocoa seed. You know why a lot of people will be angry with me? It's because they are lazy. Because if I give them the cocoa seed, they have to go and till the land. They have to go and plant it. They have to go and water. They have to wait for it to grow before it to bear forth fruit. And they don't, ha- they don't have the, they don't want to work like that. They wait like that. They want the instant money. We live in a culture of instant gratification. But instant gratification does, does not take you anywhere. Amen. So laziness prevents people from prospering. Laziness prevents people from using the gift and the skill that God has given them. You know, every precious metal, every, even oil, you don't use it in its unrefined state, isn't it? So when they mine the gold, even cocoa, you don't, you see, any, any country that only produces raw materials will be poor. You know me so? That is why the, the nations of Africa are poor. Because the nations of Africa are, are just producing raw materials. They are, not, they, are not, they are not into production and processing. Recently I was reading, you know, the, 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 the chocolate industry. Is worth billions of dollars. Yes, so Ghana, Ghana, that is one of the largest producers of cocoa. We get just a little percentage from that billion-dollar chocolate industry. Why? Why is that so? Because we are only into raw materials. We are just producing the cocoa. We are not processing it. So we produce the cocoa. We send it outside, and they process it, and then they now sell it at a more expensive price to us. Meanwhile, we are the producers the original producers and that's how a lot of people are a lot of people are not working on their talent they are not working on their skill they are not working on their gifting they are not striving for mastery that is why they are where they are my brother my sister can i tell you something i i, I told you last week that see you are satan doesn't have power like that too a lot of people there they witch from their father's house they witch from their mother's house they, they alter some altar from their father's house pursuing them that is why their business not working my brother my sister is not an altar from your father's house like that no let me tell you something about satan and demons can, can i tell you satan and demons eh, the way they operate this is how they operate and that is how even god operates the way you believe them is how they work in in your life the way you believe God is how God manifests in your life. And the way you believe demons is how demons also manifest in your life. So if somebody is always there thinking, ah, the, way, the reason why the person's finances has become tight, the reason why the person's business is failing is because of demons from his father's house and mother's house. Let me tell you something, that is how it will be like. Because that's what the person believes. But if you just decide to forget about the demons from your father's house and mother's house, you decide to work hard. I'm telling you. You begin to see prosperity. Of course, you have to pray. But I'm saying that we give Satan too much power. We give Satan too much attention. We glorify Satan too much. Satan is just the contribution Satan makes in your life is just a little percent. It's not a significant percent. But if you give him attention, that is when it will become a significant percent. Hallelujah. How many of you have been blessed? Amen. Amen. 
May we not be lazy in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of it. Verse 25. Verse 25. Look at what the man said. He said, I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. Do you know why the guy, one of the reasons, we have looked at the reasons, one of the reasons why the guy buried his talent, he was afraid. He was afraid. As a person that you, are you afraid? Afraid? <laughs> May you not be afraid in Jesus' name. A lot of people have not been able to fulfill their destiny because of fear. Do you know what? Do you know? Some people are afraid that they'll fail. Some people are afraid that others will laugh at them. Some people are afraid that they'll be bounced. Some people are afraid that it will not work. Some people have looked at how other people have failed and they have told themselves that maybe they would also fail. And so they are afraid. But let me tell you something you'll succeed in Jesus' name. I said you succeed in the name of Jesus. You will do well in the name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You will excel in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you move to your next level. But before you can move to your next level, the Bible is telling us that let us be faithful with the little that God has given us. Let us be faithful with the little that God has given us. All of us here, if you look in your life, you realize that ah, maybe there's something small, there's something little that you have and you have despised it. Maybe it is an idea. A lot of us, we had, we got an idea, you were there and a business idea came to your mind and you, when it came to your mind, you thought of it and you just went like, oh, this thing, it no go work. It no go work. Then you threw it away. Oh, that business idea would have brought you millions. But you despise it. You despise it. You despise it. Some of you have despised your height. Some of you have despised your beauty. Some of you have despised the way you can talk. The way you can rap. The way you can sing. The instrument that you can play. You have despised it. And let me tell you something, Satan will always try, Satan will always try and come and deceive you. I've shared this testimony, uh, you know, a number of times. I remember one day Satan, you know, I took a CD of a man of God, a great prophet. You know, I came across a CD of a great prophet. And when I took that, when I looked at the CD, I took the CD, then Satan spoke to me. Someone said, Satan spoke to me. How many Satan has spoken to you before? <laughs> Satan spoke to me. You know what Satan told me? When I took the CD, this is what Satan told me. He told me that, you see, this is what Satan told me. He said, these are the prophets. These are the, the people God is using. And Satan said to me, you, God is not using you like that. Just stop what you are doing and go and sit down somewhere. Leave, and this is what Satan told me. He said, leave the work for these people. These are the people that are anointed. These are the people that God is using. So when Satan spoke to me like that, I began to believe him. How many of you said that I was going to him? He believed him. I began to believe him when he said that. I was like, I said to myself, I said to myself that, ah, yes, it's true. Look at how this person is anointed. Hey, me, me, the prophet to cry if I share. Hey, 
Are you called Kwame Sasa? I'm called Kojo So these people, this is a prophetic day. Let me leave the prophetic. Let me leave the ministry for this. These are the great people. These are the people. So when Satan was talking, I was like, ah, Satan, what you are talking is true. I never thought of it like that. What you are saying is very true. My, my, me there, God gave me one talent. Let me go and bury that one talent. Let me leave the people with the five and two and the, let me leave this. These are the major prophets. Let me leave them to do the work. But I was, as, I was, as I was agreeing with Satan, all of a sudden the voice of God also came to me. Came to me. And this is what the voice of God said to me. Say, say not you are small. Say not you are a child. Say not what I've given you is little. Go in the power of what I've given you. And through me, you do wonders and signs and miracles. So as soon as God spoke like that, then I, then I realized that ah, it was Satan who was talking to me. And I said, Satan, you are a liar. Even if what I have is one talent, I'll use that one talent. And as I use that one talent and I'm faithful, God will make it two. And as I'm faithful, God will make it five. And God will make it ten. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Recently, in in you know, in, in Achimota, we started, we have a there was, there was a there was a woman we had a crusade in Achimota. There was a woman there during the crusade. She did she did she couldn't come to the crusade ground. She was staying in a house with her brother, um, and her brother had gone to do her juju, and she had been paralyzed. She had been paralyzed. Brothers and sisters, during the crusade, strength entered her body, and she came up. And all the juju of the brother were destroyed. From that time, and she said that her, the brother is not even afraid of her because the brother can't understand that ah, where he went to pick the juju from is a powerful juju. So he can't understand how the woman is now working. So now the brother is out. Today I went to church. I preached at church service in Achimota before I came. I met her. She was walking. She was dancing. She was praising God. The juju was broken by the power of God. Hey. Satan, was, Satan wanted to prevent me from doing the work of God. He wanted to lie to me that what I have is, is small, so I should put it aside. I should bury it like this person. But God rescued me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I shared with you the other testimony in Hachimota also, the tree service also. We have a woman, a woman who is a queen mother. Some of you, you know. And she, she, she shared her testimony how, you know, she was not even interested in being, becoming a queen mother, but they wanted her to be the queen mother. And she said that she, before she joined the church, she was going through some things. She had had an accident. She was getting sick and all that. After she joined the church, one day her auntie called her, her auntie told her mother to ask her that, ah, what church has she started going to? Because it's like, right? And the auntie herself confessed that she was the one behind her sickness and she was the one behind her accident. And the auntie was like, what church has she now started going to that? Now all the juju that the auntie is doing against her is not working. And can I tell you something? As soon as the auntie confessed that she was behind the, uh, the woman's sickness, the queen mother's sickness, oh, the auntie died. As she confessed, no, the auntie died. May your enemies die in Jesus' name. May the anointing destroy your enemies. Amen. Amen. 
See, I can give you countless testimonies of people who have died. <laughs> people, another, another, you know, somebody gave a testimony, someone gave a testimony, you know, in the family member, there were two wicked people in the family. They died. When they died and she, she came to give her testimony, another lady also tapped into the testimony. That lady also, two wicked people in her family, they died. May God kill your enemies in Jesus' name. I shared all these things for you to just appreciate a little that there's an anointing upon my head. I've been sent by God. Amen. God, see, you can look at the crusades, look at the healings and the miracles that take place in the crusades. Take place in the crusades. Amen. You know that it is the power of God. But what if many years ago I listened to Satan and I had buried my talent or I told myself that no, I'm not called. Let me focus on something else. All this, and that's why uh, the God, God, the master described the person as wicked. Because can I tell you something? If I had buried what God had given me, all these people that God has used, God has brought deliverance through me to them. That means that what would have happened to them? They, possibly they would have continued in their affliction. Because God knows that ah, I'm the one that is anointed to go to them. Because Benihin is anointed, but Benihin has not come to Atimota Alogoshi to have crusade. You know be so. He has not gone to Oforikrom to have crusade. He has not gone to Soutom to have crusade. It is Evangelist Philippa that has gone. <laughs> so if I had buried what God had given me and said that, oh God, I'm not anointed. Look at Benihin. He's the one who is anointed. So let me leave the work for him. How would these people have been delivered? How would they have been healed? And if I had gone to, after, after my life on earth, if I had gone to heaven, God would tell me, wicked servant. Why am I wicked? Because I buried, why would, I have God, why would God have called me wicked? Because I would have buried my gift. And because I would have buried my gift, that woman that her brother had paralyzed her, she would probably have continued to be paralyzed. Those people that could not walk, they would probably have not been able to walk. Why? Because I buried my gift. Isn't that wickedness? Will it not be wickedness? It will be wickedness. But I've used my testimony to challenge you also. That you too, you have something. If you bury it, it is wickedness. If you don't use your gift, it is wickedness. It's wickedness. You have to use it. Don't say it is too small. I told you last week, God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah said to God, I am but a child. And as soon as Jeremiah said, as soon as those words came out of Jeremiah, I am but a child. And God shouted, Say not you are a child. Say not you are a child. Behold, I send you as a prophet to the nations. God rebuked Jeremiah. And in the same way, God is rebuking you also. What excuse are you giving? You are a child. God is saying, Say not I'm a child. What excuse are you giving? You are too old. God is saying, Say not you are too old. What excuse are you giving? You are too short. You are too tall. Say not. You are too short. Your nose is flat. Say not. Your nose is flat. Say not that you are limping. No. Say not that your teeth are broken. <laughs> say not. Tell a friend to say not. Tell another person, say not. Don't give an excuse. Amen. Don't give an excuse. What God has put in you. If you can thank God for it, it will multiply. It will multiply.
Hallelujah. I'm going to share a certain testimony, then after that, I'll, I'll lead us to do a prophetic direction. There's a certain man of God I reverse so much. Some of us may know him. His name is Kenneth Copeland. How many of you have heard of Kenneth Copeland? Kenneth Copeland. He's, a, he's, he's, he's God's apostle of prosperity. <laughs> now, Kenneth Copeland, there was a time that he was very poor. He was poor. He was broke. He was poor, broke, in debt. Listen to what I'm saying. And he became a Christian. And when he became a Christian, he was still poor. He went to church one day and he didn't have money for offering. So you know what he did. But he was like, no, he has to give because he had been hearing that it is powerful to give but, and that when you give, you'll be blessed. But he didn't have any money for, to give the offering. So you know what he did? His shirt. He tore a button from his shirt. And then when the offering basket was going around, he dropped the, the button in the offering basket. <laughs> that he was like, God, I can't come into your presence empty hand. I have to give something. What do I have? What do I have? Look, what I don't have money. He said, Oh, but my dress there's a button. <laughs> he tore the button and he dropped it in the offering basket. Can I tell you something? Over the years, God has so blessed Kenneth Copeland. He's one of the wealthiest preachers in the world. Not only that, Kenneth Copeland, I'm telling you the truth, it's, a, it's on record. He has given out more than 23 aeroplanes. Not, not cars. 23 aeroplanes. Kenneth Copeland. 23 aeroplanes. But this man, this same man, there was a day he didn't have money to give. Enough. All he had was his button. But do you know what I like? Not despise the button. He said that I will still give it. God, you see my heart. You know my heart. I don't have anything right now. But all I have is a button. I still want to give that button. Put it in the offering. He tore the button from the shirt. And he dropped it in the offering basket. And then God began to prosper him. Little by little. Little by It didn't happen overnight. Little by little. Little by little. God was blessing him. God was blessing him. He got one aircraft for, for the ministry. God told him, give it out. He gave it out. Another bigger one came. Give, he started giving Given, given. A man is blessed. He's prosperous. Hallelujah. But it all started with a button. A button. Shirt button. All of us here, we have a button on our shirt. At least for the guys, we have a button on it. He didn't despise it. He gave it to God. Hallelujah. He gave it to God. Hallelujah. I want us to do something. God is God has led me to. I want us to do something prophetic. I want you to take a coin. Bring the offering basket. Take a coin. If you don't have a coin, you don't have a coin. <laughs> if you don't have a coin, take the smallest. This is not the, this is not the offering. No. This is not the offering we are taking. If you don't have a coin, take the smallest note you have. The smallest note you have. But if you have a coin, if someone here you have a coin, you can give it to somebody. You can you can give to somebody, give to the person. If you have a coin, you can give somebody some coin. It's a prophetic act. Coin. Some people are going to bring their coins. <laughs> Quickly get your coin. And where's the offering basket? Bring the offering basket. This is a prophetic act. 
If you can give somebody a coin, just, just do it. Can I have the offering basket? Get your coin. Hallelujah. Thank you. Get your coin. Amen. What's your coin? Mine is 10 pesos. <laughs> get your coin. Anyone? If you don't have a coin, you can just get the smallest note you can get. If it's one CD. <laughs> are we ready? Ah, you're waiting. All right. Hallelujah. This is a prophetic direction the Lord gave me. I want Richie to come before I, I go further. Amen. But as you take the coin, you can see that the coin is small, isn't it? It's a small coin. And maybe the value to it is small. Hallelujah. Alright, so has everybody gotten a coin? Elijah and Karen, do you have your coin? Oh, you guys have not gotten them a coin. Elijah, Elijah and Karen. Mike, I want you to get them a coin. How is it? Has everybody gotten? Rich, have you gotten? No, let, let, I think I have, I have one. Okay, I have a coin. Rich, you can come for it. Oh, you've gotten some. So everybody has gotten a coin. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to lift up the coin. You know, if you look at this coin, it's like a seed. You see, it's small like a seed. The coin you are holding, is it, it, maybe it's bigger than a corn seed, isn't it? Maybe it's bigger than, maybe it's like the size of a cocoa seed, or maybe it's bigger than watermelon seed, isn't it? It's bigger than the bean seed, isn't it? But have you seen that the corn, like the watermelon seed is, is like, it's bigger than the watermelon seed. But do you realize that the watermelon seed can eventually produce a watermelon that is bigger than your head? Yes. Isn't it? Yes. So this, this thing that you are holding, it's a prophetic act we are doing. It's, it's to let you know that it is small, but it can become very big. Amen. It's small, but it can become very big. And the problem with a lot of us is that what we have, it looks small, but we have despised it. It looks small, but we have thrown it away. Maybe what you have is a business idea and it is small, but you have thrown it away. It is a skill. It's small, but you have thrown it away. It's a talent, but you feel that the talent is small, so you have buried it. Maybe it is even somebody you know that you even despise this person. Maybe it can even be a younger brother you have or a younger sister you have and you think that the person is not nothing, the person doesn't amount to anything. So you are despising the person. But as you are holding this coin, that looks small. I want you to pray right now that you are praying that God, 
whatever is small in my life, whatever gift or skill or anointing or talent or idea that is small in my life and because of that I've despised it, I've buried it. Forgive me, oh God. Forgive me, oh God. And open my eyes to see that small idea, to value that small talent, that small skill, that small anointing. Open my eyes, oh God, to recognize it, to value it, to appreciate it, not to bury it. Let me not bury it. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray in the name of Jesus that as you are holding the coin, you are using it as a point of contact for everything that is small in your life. Every, every gift that is small in your life. Every money that is small in your life. Every talent that is small in your life. That you have despised, you have rejected. You have prayed the Lord. As I'm holding this coin, it is small. Maybe it is 10 pesos, 20 pesos, 50 pesos, 1 CD, 2 CD. Oh God, let me not despise that anointing. Pray that you not despise that skill. You not despise that anointing. You not despise that talent. That business idea, you not despise it. That relationship, you not despise it. That brother, that sister, that friend, that loved one, you not despise it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Pray that God will deliver you from wickedness and laziness and fear. Pray the Lord you deliver me from wickedness, laziness and fear. Oh my God. In the name of Jesus, Rebadelebranda, Ayakada Baba. Oh my Lord and my God. I do away with laziness. In the name of Jesus. Now you are praying that as God opens your eyes to see the little blessings that you have, you are praying that God will help you to be faithful with it. Amen. So that it will become many. It will become more. It will become much. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray that as that God, as you open my eyes, to see the little blessings, to see the little blessings, may I be faithful with it. Oh, because you said your word that he that is faithful with little will be given much. He that is faithful with little will be given much. Pray that you be faithful with little. Pray that you be faithful with little. That little you be faithful with it. Somebody, you have a certain skill. You think that it is little. Somebody, you have a certain knowledge. You think that it is little. You know how to fry egg in a particular way. You think that it is not, it's useless. Oh my God. Remember the founder of KFC. In the name of Jesus. He had a chicken recipe. I take responsibility. A lot of people didn't accept his recipe. As little as it may But eventually, that recipe has resulted in KFC having more than 15,000 branches around the world. Jesus, my God. Just a chicken recipe. Someone became wealthy because of a chicken recipe. He got from his mother. Hey, maybe you know how to cook jollof in a particular way. But you are despising it. It can make you prosperous. 
Maybe you know how to clean cars. And you think that what of what use is cleaning cars. It's gonna make you prosper. Maybe you know how to collect rubbish. And you are saying that of what use is collecting rubbish. It's gonna make you prosper. You know how to smile. You are saying that of what use is smiling. It's gonna make you prosper. You know how to fold clothes. And you are saying that of what use is folding clothes. You know how to wipe the floor well. You know how to wipe the washroom well. And you are saying that of what use is it. But if you can be faithful, you'll be prosperous through that. You'll be prosperous through that. I remain faithful. I remain faithful. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Let's have the Father, we thank you for this prophetic direction. All of us are holding coins. And Lord, these coins that we are holding is small. Even the value is small as compared to notes. But oh God, we are holding it and believing you. That you open our eyes to see and recognize and appreciate the little blessings in our lives. The little giftings, the little skills the little talents, the little anointings, the little abilities you have given us. Open our eyes to see them and recognize them and appreciate them and empower us to be faithful with those little abilities. And Father, as we are faithful with those little abilities, let it become many. For you said here, whether he that is faithful with little shall receive much. Lord, as we are faithful with this little coin, let it become much. Maybe it's 10 pesos. As we are faithful, let it become 20 pesos. 50 pesos, 1 CD, 2 CDs, 5 CDs, 10 CDs, 50 CDs, 100 CDs, 200 CDs, 2,000 CDs, 20,000 CDs, 200,000 CDs, 2 million CDs, 20 million CDs, 200 million CDs, 2 billion CDs. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. This little seed shall become a mighty forest this little seed shall become a great plantation it shall become a mighty forest in the name of jesus christ amen i want you to come forward and drop the coin as you are dropping drop it in faith that you are sowing it and it shall become a mighty harvest it shall bring forth a plantation a great forest the name of jesus in the name of jesus the name of Jesus. Sabakadabashataya. Ragadagabashuda brakataya. Yes. Yes. Shada bragadashada. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I love it. I love the sound of the coin. How many of you like the sound of the coins? Amen. You know, previously when, when you go to church and you are giving coin, you, you drop it in such a way that it will not make noise. Can I tell you something? Now, if it is coin you are giving, be bold and let him make noise. As it is making noise like this, when your Range Rover is you are coming in your Range Rover and there's, we are hearing the sound, then you remember that there was a time you dropped the coin and it was making noise. Now, God has changed your story. Father, we thank you. This is blessed. Thank you that by this prophetic act, your people are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, I see 10 cities. I see 10 pesos. 20 pesos. 50 pesos. 1 city. 2 cities. It shall increase. 
mighty name of Jesus have we prayed. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Oh, give the Lord a clap of it like your harvest has come. Hallelujah. Isn't God a good God? You know, somebody sent me a testimony. The person sent me a testimony thanking God for... Uh, the person had just lost the job. The, 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 where the person was working, he sent a person a message at 2 a.m. I think we read the testimony. Send a message at 2 a.m. that the person should resign. <laughs> then that day, that same day, the person got five Ghana CDs. I think someone said, give the person or credit. Some, and the person would thank God for it. <laughs> Can I tell you, that same day that the person thanked God for the five Ghana CDs, the person got a call that the person should come for a job interview. The person went for the job interview. Now the person has been employed. is being paid 1,600 Ghana CDs. The previous company the person was working with that the person was sacked. No. The person was being paid 700 Ghana cities. And the person thanked God for the five Ghana cities. And the person got a job. That's what I'm saying that. The coin. Don't bury it all. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. Maybe you. Can, can I prophesy to somebody? Maybe you have a business. And the business is not working well. Or things are not going well with the business. Let me tell you something. Like I taught you from the word of God. It is how you see it. If you see it as a big business, it's a big business. If you see it as a small business, also it's a small business. So maybe right now, the business you have, is a, you feel like it's a small business. Can I tell you something? Change your mind right now. And look at the business and go like, wow. This is a million dollar business. Wow, I'm excited to be working in such a business. Wow, this company is, is a great company. This company, maybe you are not making any sales, but say it to your company. After this, if you have your company doc, if you have your, or you have your company logo or whatever on your phone or what, just look at it and talk to the company. Talk to the company. It can hear you. Jesus spoke to the waters. Jesus spoke to fish. Jesus spoke to bread and it multiplied. Jesus, Jesus spoke to the, the tree, isn't it? Talk to the company. Everything has intelligence. Everything has spiritual intelligence. Talk to the company. Tell the company, company, you are a one million dollar company. In the name of Jesus. You are a blessed company. You are a glorious company. Maybe your academics is not going well. Don't accept it. Talk to the academics. Say, ah, I'm a good student. I'm an A student. I'm an excellent student. My academics are better. Maybe you've seen your grades. And you've seen that your grades, it's all not good. Hold the grades and say, wow. I see all E's. Maybe all you are seeing is C, 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 D, D, E, 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 and then one F. Don't worry. Talk to the, talk, talk to it. Amen. Talk to it. Say, ah, next semester's result. Next term's result. A, 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 A. I'm an A student in the name of Jesus. Thank God for it. Don't complain. Thank God. Maybe somebody, every day your car is breaking down. And because every day your car is breaking down, sometimes you get angry, you want to kick the car. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Don't, don't, don't behave like that. Walk up to the car and say, wow, what a blessed car. What a glorious car. I, I'm proud of you. I go places with you. I go for executive meetings with you. Do you know, as you are thanking God like that, eh, very soon that you see that, ah, Next year by this time, it will be a total land cruiser you'll be using. 
Next year by this time, you'll be using a Lexus 570. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. What is it that is not working in your life? Just change your mindset. Like I showed you from the scripture. If you see us, if you see that what you have is not good, it will not be good. But if you see that what you have is good, it will become good. If you see that what you have is little, it will be little. And if you see that what you have is much, it will be much. I see this church overflow. Can you see this church overflow? Can you see that we are, you know, we are all the chairs are packed outside, people are outside, people are downstairs, people have filled all this place. We have even packed chairs out, outside the hotel. We have mounted screen out screens. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Very soon when you are coming, have you ever gone for a program and when you went for the program, the cars parked were so many that you had to go and park at a far place and get down and walk a long distance to come for the program. Very soon, that's how church will be like. Yes. <laughs> when people are coming, there's no space to park. They have to go and park at the far place. But can I tell you something? When it happens, like, because we know each other right now, you can send me a text and say, oh, well, pastor, you know that. You know, Charlie, we were, we were there at the beginning of the wager branch. We were there at the beginning. Then, then I'll, just, I'll send a message I'll send a message to the head of the the head of the traffic control unit that ah create a space for sheriff to come and park. What do you mean by that? I'll just call the head of the traffic control unit and say, ah, how can you allow Richie to go and park at such a far place? Come on. What do you mean? When we started, he was coming around for prayer meeting. Where were you? Create a space for him to come and park. Let Eric come and park. Let Wizzy come and park. Let her man come and park. <laughs> you too, you shall come and pass. Yes. Space to be created for you to come and pass. In the name of Jesus. But it shall happen. The cars will be so many. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you too, mention the car you'll be parking. Somebody is parking his Tesla. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're parking. That shall be. Can I, it, it shall happen in Jesus' name. Just like how the man of God dropped his, his, his shirt button in the offering basket. And now God has blessed him with airplanes. Very soon. You remember this day that, oh, it was like we were joking. We dropped coins into the offering basket. But it has happened. You know, and that's why patience is key. Because you see, like I told you, Tete Kwashi came with one cocoa seed. He planted it. It became a tree. It brought forth a lot of cocoa pots. Then they took the seeds out. They planted those ones again. It happened, happened, happened. Eventually, Ghana has become the, one of the major producers of cocoa. It shall happen. It's just a matter of time. Tell the it's just a matter of time. Tell the to look at me very well. The way you are seeing me quiet, no. The way you are seeing me simple, no. My brother, my sister, don't despise me. Shemiye. Shemiye, pa. Because very soon my story will change. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Amen. I declare you blessed in Jesus' name. You prosper in Jesus' name. 
you move forward in Jesus' name. You will do well in Jesus' name. You will increase in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands as I pray. The little that God has given you, you use it. You'll be faithful with that little and it shall multiply. It shall multiply. It shall multiply. In Jesus' name I will pray and all the saints shall say, Amen. If you believe that it has happened, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you so much.